Hi, everyone. I'm Liam Sanyo from Inside Scientific, your favorite online source for life science webinars, virtual events, interviews, and educational content helping you do your best work. This episode of Expert Answers features Dr. Gilles Martin, who joined us for a recent webinar to discuss the cellular basis and reward pathways behind binge drinking behavior and alcohol abuse in rodent models. Gilles Martin is an associate professor of neurobiology at the University of Massachusetts Medical School, where his lab combines a variety of techniques, including patch clamp recording, optogenetics, and behavioral assays to study how alcohol abuse and binge drinking alter the physiology at the cellular and behavioral level. Let's jump right in. So first question today comes from Shin, who's asked, Gilles, are there any significant alcohol metabolism involved in enhanced alcohol intake animals? Well, that's really, I'm not sure what the right answer is about alcohol metabolism per se. I know some people really do process free alcohol faster than others, but in this particular situation, it's unlikely that this is really plays a major role. Uh, simply because, you know, we're working with mice line. They are all the same background, C57, Black 6. So it's, I cannot really totally rule out that there might be some differences between mice, but it's really quite unlikely. Got it. Perfect. Thanks so much, Gilles. What type of binge drinking protocol have you carried out? So what's your actual uh, method for getting the uh, rodent models to ingest the alcohol? It's it's a model that's been around for quite a while now that has been, you know, developed by John Crabb, the University of Oregon. And uh, it's really pretty straightforward. We allow the animals to drink for two hours daily in the dark. And uh, the keyword here is in the dark, because otherwise mice really don't drink readily, unlike unlike rats. So every day we use reverse uh, dark uh, light cycle and every day we allow them to, to drink for two hours. And we repeat this uh, drinking session for five consecutive days. We give them a two day break and we repeat the same protocol the following week and this for two or three weeks. Excellent, thank you. Next question here comes from Julia who's asked, how do you foresee how your work will inform the development of pharmacotherapies or any other kinds of therapies for alcohol use disorder? Well, that's an interesting question, actually, and this is something I've been thinking about quite a lot. Um, and and this really, I think about that in the context of the last project that we initiated a few months back, about the engrams, you know, the last project that I showed in this presentation. Because the, the whole point of this project, as I tried to explain, was really to identify anything in terms of the properties of the neurons that are specifically uh, recruited during binge drinking that may not be recruited during you know depression or during feeding or stress so if we can really identify this this neuronal population um, with a high degree of precision and see what is unique about it maybe we can devise pharmacological approach that will very specifically target this subpopulation of accumbens neurons, either by turning them off or, you know, doing ex exactly the opposite by exciting this, this, this engram while leaving the other neuronal population in the accumbens totally intact. 
But at this point, you know, this is still very early. So to give you a precise answer, it's, it's well, maybe in a few years, but now it's, uh, it's, it's all I can say about it. Interesting. Well, uh, great answer there. Here's a question from Greg, who's asked, in the experiment where the cholinergic interneurons were excited and the animals increased their consumption of alcohol, was the alcohol cued in any way or was it just free access? No, 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 it was not cued at all. The animals are really allowed to really drink as much as they want. As I showed in one of the slides, they have total free access to alcohol for two hours. And I didn't show this, this piece of data, but we measured exactly, you know, how much they drink over the, the, the two hour time period. And what we found is that they typically drink the bulk of alcohol during the first hour. And after that, it tapers off during the second hour of the, the session. Excellent. Okay. Swaylin has asked, have you investigated or observed differences in cholinergic interneuron activity or in the reciprocal connections between BLA and PFC between females and males? Great question. We are doing that right now. So we don't have the answer. We have, you know, we have some ideas of what's going on, but, you know, it's really too early to tell which way it's going to go. I prefer to really uh, to wait until we get all the data to, to answer that question. So maybe next time. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Expert Answers and that you'll tune into future episodes where researchers just like you answer questions about their work and share science. Don't forget to subscribe and we'll see you next time.